Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about the two-way sensation Shohei Otani. I'm Kev. I'm Jack. And welcome back to season three of Otani Comes to America. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's been too long. I don't even remember the last time we did one of these. Uh, <laughs> a lot has... Almost a year now. ...gone on, not just with Otani and baseball, but in the entire world. I guess we'll get into that right now, but happy to be back. Yeah, the last one we did was in the fall at the end of last season, and that was after Otani had got knee surgery, which was kind of surprising, and he seems to be all good now. Like, he had a pretty healthy offseason, and if anything, this delayed season because of coronavirus with MLB now starting in late July has been been kind of a blessing to Otani in a way just because he probably wasn't going to even start the season until like May anyway at the earliest so they did have spring training for a little bit which Mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing anyway because you know he gets some practice in but if anyone in the league is going to look at this in a positive way I think the Angels and Otani or at least the Angels can think okay maybe this isn't the worst thing for Altani specifically angels known to be one of the more injury written teams out there every year not just last year or whatever but shout out to justin anderson who now has to get tommy john surgery for them too but we'll get back to the rest of the angels later insane but like you said last time we recorded last fall a lot has gone on coronavirus like you also mentioned We're coming up on a season that's going to be pretty interesting, to say the least. It's going to be a 60-game season. Yeah, I mean, I said starting end of July, but clearly they're not going to go too much longer than usual, especially since they want as much playoff baseball as possible. The baseball gods decided that a 60-game season is going to go down. We're going to get a different form of baseball that we're not fully used to, and Like you mentioned, this was kind of a blessing for Otani. We're going to get to see him pitch. We're going to get to see him bat. Yeah, I mean, he didn't pitch at all last year for people who aren't aware. He only DH'd, so this will be his official return to pitching. Even though it's technically not a full season, we'll get to have Otani from jump. And also it'll be like a return of how they were using him in 2018, where he was pitching once a week had off the day before, had off the day after. And this year that's going to be on Sundays because they have a bunch of Mondays off. So that'll be his day to pitch, you know. Sundays are for Shohei. I guess just to go chronological a little bit, before there was a summer camp, there was actually a spring training. Yeah. Tony was putting in his work. He was doing a lot of bullpen sessions, started throwing. And this was also after, like, in the fall, early winter through, like, mid-December. He was rehabbing still from Tommy John surgery, but he completed that successfully. And then he took a break before spring training started up in February. Yeah, so that arm had time to heal. He was looking good, feeling good, no setbacks, which was a plus. And, I mean... On the batter's box, you know the boy was doing work. There is no problem with the bat. There never was, really. So that was a good thing. But COVID happened, boom, boom, bout. Season kind of canceled. We fast forward to May, where one of the more important things happened. 
and that's Otani joining the Instagram game. I mean, I was not expecting it. I guess quarantine brought it out of him. And all of a sudden, Otani out here with a, we already know, Spanish post. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been dope, though, if he just came out in full Spanish. Just like, hey, I'm right here. Sígame, por favor, aquí en Instagram. (laughs) That would have been cold. But, I mean, he did post the one video with Hansel Robles serenading him in Spanish. Singing a little merengue to fire. I mean, (laughs) he knows good music when he hears it. I can't hate on it. Pretty dope. Right away, I don't even remember, but I think even when I went to follow, the boy was already at like 40K, which was insane within that day, I think. Well, now multiply that by 10 because he's at 424K. That's insane. And that's without a season. Let's see what happens by the end of the season. I say a milli. I mean, if MLB could do a better job promoting their players, then yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, it seems like he's using it in a pretty basic way so far, but... I'm happy to see him active on there regardless. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how he uses it during the season. Right. Not saying that he'll do anything like this. This was kind of weird and special. But, like, you know, Didi Gregorius that played for the Yankees, now with the Phillies. He used to do this thing, like, after every win where he'd, like, post a recap with emojis of his teammates. And the judge. And it'd be, like, a judge's hammer. Right. Or Gary the Kraken with the octopus. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not that he'll go to that extent. But I wonder, like, if Trout... It's a milestone or something like that. Like a field post about it and how right. he would do it. Um, so looking forward to seeing how he interacts with social media and all that. I mean, he's even flexing in a humble way. You know what I mean? Because one of the first posts that he put up on his stories, or at least like that first week or so, was reposting a quote that CC Sabathia had said on R2C2 on his podcast saying, Otani is the best player I've ever seen in my life. Wow. And you know, Otani reposted it with the little, you know, thank you prayer hand emoji, but it was also kind of a flex. Like, CC the God thinks I'm the best ever. Like, CC don't lie either. <laughs> CC is very direct for anyone who knows him. Yeah, like, he's not out here kissing butts or doing none of that. Like, what he says, he means. I mean, we know, like, dude super respected like backs his teammates start a fight like if he feels you're in the wrong he's not the guy to just be blobbering around and saying bs yeah he's keeping it real yeah the infamous that's for you bitch bitch (sighs) cold dude lost what was it half a mil in a bonus and he'd do it again in a heartbeat to sum it all up he needed to pitch like one more inning or something but there was a whole problem and basically he hit one of the opposing team's batters to kind of like back his teammates up and basically lost a half a million dollar bonus for having his teammates back yeah if you can't respect him after that alone i don't know what will do it g shit yeah so this is the guy who's saying otani's the best so just believe that i mean by the way it's a it's a great organization the yankees ended up still giving him the bonus (laughs) i had to say that and also during quarantine, Otani said he was just sleeping most of the time, which... Can you hate on that? <laughs> I mean, sounds ideal to me. I wish I was him. But, I mean, yeah, I can't I can't hate. Rest that arm, you know, heal them ligaments or whatever it is. <laughs> and also he might have been driving a little bit because he got his driver's license in November as well, so... Maybe he was doing that during quarantine, too. Like, you know, some drives at the PCH or something. 
Damn, man. I'm sorry to my boy Ipe. He's <laughs> taking a, a cut on the pay because now he's not a driver anymore. He's growing, not just on the field, but he's adulting out here in the U.S. <laughs> uh, most people in America celebrate July 4th, but us in this household, July 5th, it's a strong date. That is Otani's birthday. The boy turned 26. Yes, sir. Our little bro. <sighs> can't believe i'm older than this dude still i'm gonna say that every year i mean only by a year but still it's crazy insane like until we're both or us three are all washed you know like 40 something i'm gonna be like all right that's fine but for now it's crazy that we're older than him yeah i mean not too long after that was the start of quote-unquote summer camp or spring training 2.0 basically a few weeks leading up to the start of the limited season and it's pretty much only at the angel stadium they have a few exhibition games but mostly just in anaheim obviously this is time to warm up take the rust off but for otani he's working on a few things one thing that he's actually putting in some of his work towards other than his arm is trying to eliminate that nice leg kick he's trying to stay grounded make the little swing a little bit more compact faster to the ball what would you say to non-baseball people is the reason why he would want to stop the leg kick the leg kick a lot of players really like to use it because it's like the easiest way to time pitches and give like a little momentum get momentum start moving the body forward i don't want to get too (laughs) like technical but basically like also helps with power like you're yeah literally like bringing power out of nowhere The only thing is, with that comes kind of getting ahead of the ball. So if it's like a pitch away and you're starting your swing, it's kind of harder and it's easier to strike out. A lot of players, I'll name one of my favorites, Gary Sanchez, has a crazy leg kick. And any slider away, that dude's not catching up to and it's probably striking out. So it's kind of like being faster to the ball and kind of losing a little bit of power, but increasing your contact. So in a way, Otani's like, yeah. I got the pop. I don't need a crazy leg kick. I just need to put the barrel of the bat on the ball. And yeah, I mean, have you seen his arms? Boy is swole hail, Tony. Wow. Is that a new one? (laughs) (laughs) Might have to add it to the list. (laughs) I kind of like it. But yeah, so he's working on that. And it's something that players sometimes go like a whole season trying to find. So far in the summer camp, the boy's looking good. Mm -hmm. The boy's out here hitting bombs. Something light. 450 down center <laughs> you know nothing crazy he did start off a little on the edge a little bit but that's like expected you know it's been so long and even if it was just regular spring training that'd be normal but he's like found his stride as it's gone on yeah exactly like every player is rusty or it's okay to be rusty at this point yeah and then the most recent start from sunday was definitely his best yet 22 batters, struck out six in five innings, allowed five singles. One was a pop-up that should have been caught. He just had a solid outing for sure. Outings like that, super easy. You don't want to be giving away bombs. Singles, you're not going to give away many games just by giving away singles to batters. Um, Bombs is when it gets scary. Or if you see like a drop in velocity or something like that. Yeah, and... Like we said, Sundays are going to be his pitching day. Yeah, I mean, Sunday works out. It's weekends. More people get to watch Otani. 
you yeah. know if it's in a week they know many people are gonna catch it especially if the quarantine and the situation keeps going this way sundays would be the day that he probably gets the most eyes on him so that's pretty dope i'm not opposed to that and if all goes well in this limited season he'll have about 10 starts then which if you were to guess let's say he takes them all fingers crossed what do you think his record will be so here's the thing i guess i'm not fully sure have they said on his like expected pitch count throughout the season no i don't think so i haven't seen that because this is tough for me to answer i mean i'll answer eventually but i think at first probably at least like half the games he plays they're gonna be very low on pitch count yeah like he'll probably get to pitch three four innings solid obviously if the pitch count doesn't go crazy but if you know in baseball to get a w you need to go at least five innings with the lead with that said i'm gonna take at least three or four of those 10 starts and put him as no decisions because he either won't play the amount of innings or the angels could be winning but if he doesn't yeah. pitch five blah 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 so i'll give him like three dubs and like two l's i'm gonna be a bit optimistic and give him five wins wow two losses see that's like like i hope that happens yeah I'll leave it at that. I hope that happens. (laughs) But you're totally right that the Angels are famously known for being extremely careful with any player. And for good reason, because they're kind of cursed on injuries. But for sure going to be watching him like a hawk. Shohei technically like the second starter. Yeah, so let's let's jump to their rotation real quick. We'll get back to Otani specifically after this, but... Diving into the Angels section for a sec, we got Andrew Heaney, who's starting opening day, which, you know, like, he's a good pitcher, but day one starter? Mm -mm. (laughs) Not it. (laughs) Then we got Otani. We got Griffin Canning, who had PRP shots. He seems to be doing good. His last outing tonight, we're recording Monday night. He was great, like, pitched amazing, but who knows? He's so... With the Angels' luck, like, I feel like he's going to get TJ by the end of the season, for yeah, sure. for real. Like, knock on wood type shit. After him, we got Dylan Bundy. Oh, my God. Other possibles, we got Matt Andrees, Felix Pena, Jamie Beria, and Taylor Cole, who... I remember Jamie from last season, but I don't recognize these other names. Let me tell you like this. <laughs> After griffin canning <laughs> so starting with dylan bundy oh also teheran and sandoval are covid recovering so they could be in the mix but who knows anyway right. yeah including those <laughs> all i see is batting practice <laughs> pitchers right there <laughs> talking about bombs will be given up <laughs> dylan bundy played for the orioles seen him many times i believe glaber torres has taken them deep like three times in the day Felix Pena, it's okay. Um, we've seen him do good stuff, but very, very low ceiling. But yeah, like these are all pitchers that haven't had the most successful careers, and I don't see that changing, especially because yeah. they're already, I wouldn't say veterans, but they're experienced. It's not like they're rookies like Griffin, where even if they had like a bad season or two, they could get better. Not like, not the best rotation. Yeah, and Otani is also even uncertain himself because this is his first time pitching in a season since 2018. So, like, he should be at the edge of your five, like, kind of making it in, you know what I mean? Like, still pitching once a week, but he's not even 
necessarily your core five you know what i mean yeah and i think haney and canning could work for like a four or five Mm -hmm. but they're not top three like are you serious yeah like if anything out of this list shohei is probably the best pitcher out of all these players he's just in a hard situation right now but yeah even with his situation obviously and kind of his record you wouldn't want him to be your number one. He'd yeah, be like a number two or three, which is where he is. But that means that other people have to take that spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a tough situation. And we're talking about a 60-game season where you don't need to win that many games to get to the playoffs. And look at us already from jump, kind of knowing, like, oh, this isn't good from jump. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. The only thing is, Angels do have great bats. And they did make good off-season moves on that end but we know as well as anyone that if you don't have enough good pitching there's no way you're gonna be winning at least in the playoffs at the very least and you probably won't even make the playoffs yeah no matter how good your lineup is it's kind of impossible to score 15 runs every game to win yeah (laughs) like that's not gonna happen but maybe i don't know these pitches are working on some new pitches or new workouts maybe maybe they're better than we expect them to be but before we get to the angels lineup let's go back to otani real quick we mentioned he'll be probably starting around 10 games but on the batter side he's expected to be somewhere around 150 to 160 in the at-bats so what are we expecting from otani in 150 to 160 at-bats in terms of like batting average, which is a bit easier to talk about in that sense, I would say my guess will be like 285 or something like that. Yeah, I'll put him somewhere around there. I think I got a guesstimate on home runs too. Okay. I'll say 8 to 10. Like 10 home runs is healthy. That's a good goal to strive for. Yeah. Pretty much like a bomb every three or four days, which is possible. Hopefully he doesn't go through any major stints, um, but everything else is kind of difficult. Yeah, like RBIs and all that, but average, yeah, I think like a 280 to 290 is possible. He'll be within that range and like 10 bombs would be like goals. I think that'd be like a successful season for him from the plate side, of course. And also we were talking about the light kick, but he's stopping with the C-flap helmet too. I don't know how players hit with that. And it kept falling off his head last year. Outside of the helmet and all that stuff, did get a little bit of a scare with him with some reports on, like, back stiffness. Boy's 26, getting old. (laughs) But nothing serious. Like, he played after it. It was just something that was noted and hopefully doesn't become anything bigger. Yeah, he seems to be doing fine now. I think it's just part of the rust. We saw with Aaron Judge, I think he had, like, neck stiffness or something like that. But Mm -hmm. players go through it. And everyone around him on the team, like all the coaches and stuff, they're saying, this is the best I've ever seen him, like really hyping him up, which I don't know. Do you even believe that? Or do you think they're just like saying it? I don't know. I think it's like a little bit of both. Like, I'd assume he's improving. Obviously, more built, more built, obviously had time to sleep, (laughs) work out, boys looking nice, clean. He suddenly doesn't have bags under his eyes all the time. Yeah, exactly. My boy's well-rested. And yeah, I expect his game to improve, so I don't think they're wrong. But 
there's also like the haven't seen that much baseball in a while yeah it's like that bias of like damn it's good to see this every home run just seems like 20 feet deeper every pitch seems like five miles per hour faster well also he's hitting off all the pitchers we were talking (laughs) i mean the the bp guys (laughs) yeah exactly so you know it has the angels bias but i'm sure like outside of that damn he had 10 home runs off jamie barry (laughs) In the first two weeks of summer camp, <laughs> dude's about to go on a tear. But yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's also part of it. Like, it's interest squad, you know? It's almost like play fighting with your brothers. <laughs> it's not as serious. But again, like, I do expect him to be better as a player. Even though he's coming off all these injuries and the time off. But these are professionals. Like, they're working on the game. So now that we covered most of Otani, let's look at who he's surrounded with with the angels and that starts at the top not with billy epler but with their new manager joe madden the legend the god i mean i don't know if i've said it on this podcast before but arguably like the manager i'd probably like to have as a manager if i was a baseball player honestly i was thinking about that before we were recording like if there was anyone in baseball right now who's currently a manager Besides maybe Francona? I wouldn't want him. I mean, that's the only like competition I'm saying. I'm not saying I would yeah, put yeah, him okay, above yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But they're both legends. Francona, we also saw in The Last Dance, coach Michael Jordan in Crazy. minor leagues too, which is just a fun fact. But they are like some of the guys who are just legendary coaches at this point. And Madden, for people who don't know, led the Cubs to defeat their curse in Chicago, the Billy Go curse. And... I wouldn't say the Angels are cursed, but they don't have the best of luck, so maybe he can bring some of that over. The Angels do have the curse of the Rally Monkey. (laughs) As soon as they have the Rally Monkey, or as long as they have the Rally Monkey, expect them to lose. I mean, it worked in 2002, so... It was like a one-and-done type of thing, so they (laughs) they haven't gotten the message yet. But Joe Madden, not only is he this great coach, he has such a long history with the Angels... We're not going to go into all the details, but it's like over 30 years long. This is his home. This is his roots. So it just makes all the sense in the world for him to be the coach. And yeah, like we're saying, I can't think of anyone who I would rather have steering their ship right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Should make the team dynamic a little different and fun. Obviously, like Madden is very uh, like orthodox and different about his ways, which is pretty cool. Just a switch up sometimes is all you need as a team, especially when you have insane talents like that. I mean, just to name it, but Tani, Trout, and another person they picked up in Anthony Rendon. Coming hot off the Nationals winning the chip over the Astros last year. Great underdog story. And Rendon was a big part of that team and got a big contract as a reward. Like last year wasn't his only good year, but... It certainly was one of his best, and that turned into a seven-year, $245 million contract. Yeah, he's one of the very underrated and, like, low-key players. Yeah. Insanely good, probably for, like, three or four years now, but not many people know the name. Obviously, now more since they won the chip. His name is out there a little bit more, but great player and easy money. Also, no options, no opt-outs, so he is here to stay. 
I mean, what do you think of the contract? It's not a bad contract. I mean, he's 29, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much dead in his prime. Like, you expect them from, like, 28 to probably 33, 34 for him to play his best baseball. There's history of players kind of going bad after that. But, again, like, we still should see pretty good baseball for him. He doesn't have a crazy playing style, so should steer free from the injury bug. Again, knock on wood with the Angels. I don't want to be the one to give bad luck. I mean, he is having some oblique issues at the moment in summer camp and it's questionable for opening day but hopefully it's just like a minor hiccup yeah it's oblique like all the players kind of go through it some get plagued by it you've seen again we mentioned this name earlier but gary sanchez has had oblique problems and i think judge hicks a bunch of yankees but something where like just gotta let heal and watch your training and it shouldn't be a problem and it's a muscle not really like a bone or something like that This in general was, I think, a big move for the Angels to kind of really solidify their lineup a lot more, you know. They have obviously good pieces in Trout and Otani and a lot of other smaller players as well, you know, in comparison, like David Fletcher, who's been doing amazing, and, you know, these guys across the field, but with Rendon in the lineup, that adds just so much value. And on the field, too, he's great at defense. Yeah, like now Trout and Otani actually have, like, decent backup. Yeah. So in baseball, if you don't know, you kind of want to create, like, fear in the pitcher on who he has to throw to next. Before, when it was just Trout, it's kind of like whatever. They brought in Pujols. Pujols got older, but he's still a person that you don't want to miss a pitch. Like, the dude's going to take you deep. And it's still like, eh, you need more than that. And then Otani comes, and now it's like, oh, shit, this lineup is getting serious. I could say the name Upton, but the guy's rarely ever there. Yeah, I mean, I like Justin Upton, but he's not the most consistent. Yeah, but again, now you add in Rendon and Mrs. Sirius. This is like one of the better lineups out there. You're going to face like four or five batters back to back that could take you 450 and change the game in a snap of a finger just like that because they all got pop. Yeah, and on top of that, we have, with this shortened season, the super hot prospect, Joe Adele, coming up, who could be a big part of the lineup as well. Dude, the hype on this kid is so real. Yeah, he's like one of the top prospects in America. In America, for a minute, like, the name is there. Angels have been keeping this guy in the stash, just in the farm system, like, <laughs> ready to bring him up. And on top of that, like, I play a lot of MLB The Show 20. And this year, they've really incorporated, like, future stars and prospects and rookies. Joe Adele's, like, one of the top five more expensive cards there are to get. They Mm -hmm. have, like, this special version where it's, like, what he could be one day when he's, like, at his prime. It's, like, a 99-powered Joe Adele, like, fielding insane, speed insane, arm insane, pop, like, everything legit like top five most expensive cards out of literally name a player like it's there mickey mantle all that like joe adele is up there yeah like this dude is breaking necks not only in real baseball but in video games too so the hype is real yeah and he was just gonna be playing in the minors this year probably you know getting another season of reps in there but the minor league is not happening this year for anyone who still doesn't know that and they want to put him to use i mean they probably will 
still manipulate his service time and try to get another year out of that, but that would only take like seven games, so he'll still be there most of the season. It'd be dumb not to use him, so we know we're going to see Joe Adele. You and don't... he's 21, by the way. Yeah, 21, major prospect. You don't want to let a prospect like this go with like a year without playing just because you want more control of him. Like you're going to give him the reps. And like you said, they're going to find a way around it anyways. But we should see what this guy can do. And it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I don't know how much time he'll necessarily get in the outfield per se. But he'll still be getting some reps in there and he'll definitely be getting plenty in hitting. And he might even be, I don't know if he'll be the DH on days Otani's off because that'd probably be Pujols, but he'll find his at-bats. Let's get back to Trout though. You know, the leader of this team, the GOAT of baseball right now, and he's not even sure he wants to play. Like his wife is about to have a baby in early August. It would really hurt baseball if he's not playing. So that would really suck, even though I do understand, like, it's your baby. Like, that's what's going to matter here. And with that said, I mean, the guy is in the summer camp, throwing a little jab here and there, playing with a mask, running around with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say he's going to play. I mean, they've been having summer camp. I'm sure they're they're trying to do everything possible to make it really safe, so... I think he will end up playing. Let's say, hypothetically, Trout plays. Do you think the Angels have a shot in this 60-game season? Yeah. Even bad pitchers go on, like, good runs. Andrew Heaney, he's fine. Like, obviously, he's not a number one, but he's going to win games. Like, he's he's a solid pitcher. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Otani, hopefully fully healthy. He's going to pitch like Otani. He's going to win games. You just need, out of the other no-names that we mentioned earlier, one or two of them to have a couple decent weeks where they win their start. The Angels are in there. They're not going to need a crazy record to make the playoffs. I actually do think they have the chance. They for sure have the bats. Like They're going to be scoring runs. They just need two or three of the pitchers to be solid. 460 games we're not talking a whole season and i don't see why not angels tend to start off kind of hot always after the all-star break and all that questionable i mean that goes downhill and they go on 10 game losing streaks but before then they always usually start off like decent and so again since you're breaking this down onto 60 games i think they have a good shot i think they for sure have a lot of pieces where They don't have everything, but they have a lot that could kind of slide into place from hiring Madden to getting Rendon to Adele coming up to all this stuff. And I do think it's possible, but I don't think 2020 wants to see Mike Trout make it to the playoffs. So I'm going to say they just have a terrible season. Like it might start off good, but then it'll sink. So unfortunately, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But, again, they do have a solid team. Like, they could make this happen. And, like, even a very realistic lineup, like, this could easily happen, is you go Fletcher, Trout, Otani, Rendon, Upton, Adele, Lostella, Simmons, Pujols. Like, that's pretty solid. (laughs) Speed, contact, power throughout the lineup. 
The weakest one is probably Pujols, and even that dude could do damage. Like, I'd be scared to face this if I was a pitcher, so yeah, they have a shot. And we didn't talk super in-depth about Fletcher and La Stella, but Fletcher has just kept getting better and better. I've always thought he was a sneaky, amazing player, and he just keeps proving that even more and more. I think he'll have a terrific season. And Tommy Lestella had like a breakout year last year and has some injury problems, but I think he'll be also hopefully having another good year. So Yeah, and as long as Upton stays healthy, dude's gonna put up numbers. Like you just need him to play like he usually does. And everyone else is gonna do their job, so Yeah, and we know Simmons is a wizard at shortstop. So you got him and Rendon covering the left side of the infield, like in pretty good hands. Yeah. Both could win a gold glove, so it's going to be tough to get a hit through that side. And, yeah, our only complaint is some more pitching would have been nice, but I don't know. There were rumors of, like, you know, Garrett Cole, who was the big free agent, I guess, out there. But it was going to cost a lot of money. I mean, the Yankees ended up getting him. Woohoo, Yankees. (laughs) But Rendon, again, like, technically you could say Rendon's going to play every day. Garrett Cole's going to get a start every five days. One could really help you win on a daily, even though we know, like, the pitcher has more control of that. But not mad. It's kind of like uh, yeah, a good second option. And it could have just been a way worse offseason for the Angels. So I would say overall it's pretty decent. Yeah. And, again, their bullpen could have used work. But oh, yeah. looks almost the same as last year. <laughs> their power comes from Hansel Robles, who's the horseman. The Horseman, still the weirdest intro to a game I've seen. But Oh, and also in one of the exhibition games, he brought a trumpet and a shofar. Shout out to him for bringing the most Jewish instrument possible. Boy's talented <laughs> and multicultural, I guess. Does it all, like Otani. So the Angels are kicking off the season on Friday, July 24th. We're recording this the Monday before, putting it out sometime before the first game. And Otani's first start will be on Sunday the 26th in Oakland. So tune in to see him pitch, or at least some highlights or something. But we are finally starting baseball again. Yeah, it sucks. I think I'll be at work. I will get to see their opening day, hopefully. But I will catch, at the very least, the long version of the highlights of that game. (laughs) But maybe I'll just rewatch the game. I wouldn't mind doing that either. I've missed baseball so much. And the first year of the show, we did episodes like every week. Last year, we did it more sporadically. This year, with the shortened season, we're not totally sure what we're going to do yet. We're probably going to play it by ear and see like how much action is happening with Otani specifically. And yeah, we'll see what happens in terms of how often we do episodes. Happy to be back on this one, but... That wraps it up for this episode of Otani Comes to America. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. Happy opening day. And of course, the God, Shohei. AKA the greatest showman. AKA Showtime. AKA two way Shohei. AKA the Anaheim Starboy. AKA Shohei the Money. A.K.A. the Double Trouble Ring Slinger Dinger Hitter. A.K.A. Swole Otani. A.K.A. Mr. Hot Wheels. A.K.A. 
the six to a player. AKA Shohei Segura. AKA Otani B. AKA the boss of all clout. AKA Miyama Otani. <laughs>